Welcome to Untold Physio Stories Podcast, your perfect commute resource with physio failures, successes, interesting cases, and more from the physio and rehab world with your host, Drs. Andrew Rothschild and Urson Religioso. Thanks so much for listening to Untold Physio Stories. I'm one of your host, Dr. E, with Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, and my online all-new private network, The Eclectic Approach. Make sure to check that out, modmt.com slash members. It's all free to join and help us level up the next 1,000 clinicians to help the next 10,000 patients. So I used to get into, um, or I was really into rock climbing when I was in my early 20s. Right when I graduated from PT school, I started climbing. Uh, I even worked at a climbing gym uh, as a PT. Uh, most of the people who actually came to climb there, the parents who had uh, brought their kids for birthday parties, just thought I was some snot-nosed punk who didn't know what I was doing. And they kind of treated me as such, which is funny because I was a doctor of physical therapy already, but I didn't mind because um, I got to climb for free. And I, I got uh, pretty decent at it. I was a V6 uh, climber, mostly boulderer, uh, not too much top roping here in Buffalo, New York. So um, I stopped right around when I had kids. We moved about 45 minutes away from the gym and it just became a bit much to actually drive there, spend time, um, you know, two to three hours climbing and hanging out with friends while my wife is home with a young baby. I always wanted to get back into it and I always had dreamed that uh, I would take my kids climbing. So last September I pulled all my girls out of competitive gymnastics. We were worried about injuries and it just became insanely expensive. Uh, if any of you guys have kids as competitive gymnasts, you would know what it's like. And I had four girls as competitive gymnasts and that was, it was a crazy bill. So uh, Central Rock Gym in Buffalo, New York has this great family deal. And it was awesome to get back to climbing 20 years after I had stopped uh, in my late 20s. It, it was pretty rough though, let me tell you. Uh, one thing I definitely learned that bouldering is it's pretty difficult, um, you know, without as much of the strength. I still had a lot of the core strength and balance, but not as much as the arm strength and crimp and finger strength. So uh, my calluses came back, my crimp strength came back. But the one thing that uh, really hits hard is the falls, you know. So now I, I actually do quite a bit more top roping, um, even though I don't like it as much. It is much more of a workout. And I don't uh, feel sore in my neck and my back after falling two or three times from 10 feet up. So anyway, um, the the funny thing that happened was that this past March, after climbing for about five or six months, I took my kids to a Ninja Warrior party and I always thought, oh man, I, I would have loved doing this stuff in my 20s. And of course, in my head, I still think of in my 20s, I did something crazy on some sort of like horizontal traversing board. I, I fell and uh, did something to my middle right uh, DIP. Uh, so the third digit DIP uh, felt like a sprain, a strain. Um, I slipped off as I was holding on. It didn't even really hurt as much, but I know I noticed that I couldn't really do uh, any kind of gripping for about a week after that. The next time I went climbing, I could barely do like a V0, which is essentially like climbing a ladder. Any kind of gripping on my right hand was very, very painful just in that joint. So I thought, you know what? I need to rest. 
rested two or three weeks, went back. It was pretty much just as painful. So I started doing, after two or three weeks, all the, all the resets I would normally do. You know, the strength was there other than the pain in flexion. So I didn't think it was necessarily like a strength problem. I, I could get it about 80% pain-free if I did some distractions, some mulligan-esque rotations and flexions, and get it to be... So maybe I can climb like a, a V2, um, but I couldn't crimp at all, which is like a very, very kind of pinchy grip. It was very difficult, very painful. Fast forward about four to five weeks later, it was only slowly, slowly getting better. I would have to warm up on very, very easy problems, which is frustrating because I was just getting back to climbing V4s and working my ways way back up to V5s. Uh, again, if you guys aren't climbers, those are kind of like skill and difficulty progressions. Nowhere near um, as good as I was a, a proficient I was in my 20s, but still, you know, it was an accomplishment for someone in their late 40s uh, just getting back to it. Um, and, you know, there was just certain problems where, where uh, my kids were like, oh, you can't do this. And I'm like, no, you know, just I can't pull up on my right hand. I can't pull up on it. So I was talking with uh, one of my friends there. His name's <laughs> nickname is Turbo. And uh, I don't even know his real name. Just some kid and just like, he must be in his early mid-20s. And uh, without knowing I was a PT or anything, he's just like, hey, you know what? Why don't you get one of those like silicone web things? And I'm like oh yeah, you know, I used to have one of those things, like, you know, the silicone ring with like, it's like a cross hatched and you use it for grasping finger extension. He just kind of said, you should stretch your finger on it. Like, and he made an example of putting your fingers through the holes and actually extending and flexing. So I, I said, well, you know, I'm a PT and I used to, I used to have one of those things. Um, and just to try it out, I just tried extending my finger against my thumb, my DIP, and it was insanely weak, insanely weak. So I did about three or four sets of just manual resistance into extension. And lo and behold, my grip strength and my crimping was about 90% better. I mean, it's still not pain-free and I can't pull like my body weight on it, but I am back to climbing V4s um, unless they have a very pinchy or crimpy grip. And I was just kind of amazed. And it's funny because I thought to myself, what I heard Gray Cook say a long, long time ago, don't assess yourself. That's very true. I mean, all I, I just kept on thinking it was a sprain. It was sensitized and I needed to keep resetting it. And again, resetting it, it definitely improved the pain, but it did not change my capacity. And it turns out the capacity, for whatever reason, I needed to improve DIP extension strength. It had nothing to do with flexion, even though flexion was the problem and loading that joint in a flexion position was a problem. My extensor strength was super weak. Um, so I've been working and working and working on that. And it's again, about 90% better. I still do think there's some sort of joint sensitization because I just can't load it like I used to. But I just thought it was so happy. I told him he missed his calling as a PT because it was just like this offhand comment. And I never... I just wouldn't have checked on that. Um, and if you guys have had anything similar to that or um, any thoughts or comments, make sure to comment on Spotify or hit me up on social media. If you guys have any crazy physio failures or interesting cases, uh, let me know. So uh, as always, make sure to rate Untold Physio Stories five stars and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to share and have a great day. 
If you've had dreams of starting your own side hustle, make sure to check out Curve Health Online. They have an iPad, iPhone, and Android app, and they only take home 7% of whatever it is you charge. Otherwise, it's free for their all-in-one computer vision, exercise library, HIPAA-compliant messaging system, and telehealth platform. Again, check it out at modmt.com slash curve, C-U-R-V, and make sure to tell them Dr. E sent you.